Just Me and My Trauma discusses trauma in all its forms. This could include topics such as sexual assault, drug use, child abuse, violence, gore, and much more. In some cases, names are changed to respect both the deceased and survivors. While comedy may be noted, in no way is it meant to disrespect any individual or situation. Humor is our coping mechanism. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, Trauma Llamas. This is Kelsey. And this is Jessie. And this is Just Me and My Trauma. Yes. Beep, 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 Yes, this is Jesse being resurrected from the dead. Just me and my trauma. <laughs> Hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> We're going to do a trauma dump, but before we do that, how's your week been? Tiring. I am tired. I'm getting my gallbladder out, and it's just been a pain in my ass, I guess, is a pain in my stomach. I've just been dealing yeah. with the pain for long enough, and I'm tired of it. I feel you. That's fair. That's 100% so th- fair. That makes me tired. <laughs> How long will you be out for? Just a few days. So I won't oh. even have to take off of work. That's crazy. Crazy, man. I was just going to say that when even when they took out my um, tubes, even though it was liposcopic, I had to take two weeks off. So that's all. Yeah, it say I on the internet it says three to four weeks, but the surgeon said that I should be good in a few days to go back okay. to work. I'm just not allowed to do, you know, patient lifting and stuff, which I've been avoiding anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um anyway, my week I got sick Thursday, Wednesday night, Thursday. Um just a cold, but if I sound like crap, that's why. Um, it's all been in my sinuses and stuff like that, and a little bit in my throat, but nothing major. So, I was dead sa- Sunday, and so our one Patroni, Miss Harley. I promise I am working on the soldered family, but I was sick and I did not get it done. She died and then had to be resurrected by Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> That's our tagline. Hail Satan. That's the line. Perfect. <laughs> Hello, Trauma Mamas and Hail Satan, our taglines. <laughs> Perfect. So, anyway, um, have, other than being sick, I it's been kind of a boring week for me. I don't yeah. think I had, I was going to say, I don't think I had anything crazy happen. There's no James updates. Aww. Um, I know. I haven't talked to him for a minute because he's been working. At least I think he is. I don't know. He could be dead. James, um, are you dead? Reach out. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all I've I've been doing. Is I literally have been resting. I had to work Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday I collapsed into a pile of, of dead. Pile so, of dead. Pile of dead. Like Jesse said, we are doing trauma dump 
So you went first last time, so I'll go first I did. this time. That's good, because <laughs> I was going to remind you I went first last time. So <laughs> <I'll have you. laughs> okay, so I have a few. Hmm. Let's see. I have mine already planned out. I, like, I was on top of this. Yeah. I wrote mine down all on like a, a sticky note mm-hmm. so that I know which one I was, which ones I wanted to talk about. And I just, I'm winging it from there. <laughs> That's fair. I know this is silly, but our mics are the same colors again. <gasps> Yay! Just so you guys know, we're not in the same room. We have found it easier just to record. Over the interwebs. In yeah. Which is what the girls at Red Handed do anyway. So I feel like we're just on the same level. Yeah. We are just spice level <laughs> i know i know we were aiming for to be like the girls from morbid but the more and more i listen to the girls from red-handed we are more like them that's fine yeah it's totally fine like they are they are friends who met at a party we are friends met, that met doing hair <laughs> perfect so, yeah. exactly alike i like it <laughs> exactly we're dead similar okay i can talk about i'll talk about my first ever uh, child code. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's a good thing I have tissues. Well, I mean, I probably won't cry. Let's be realistic. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I, I'm i so drained. No crying is involved today. Other than um, the very first code I saw, I haven't really cried over a code except for this one. Well, that makes sense. It's a kid. The kids are hard. Yeah. But I have had kid codes after this one. but I think it desensitized me well as much as you can be desensitized by that in other words I compartmentalized and then uh, haven't returned to it (laughs) yeah pretty much that's my whole life and we'll we'll discuss that later with mine but you go ahead and tell us about your first child code perfect so if you guys can't deal with child stuff then I'd probably mm, fast forward to Jesse's part but um so my first ever child code this was a long time ago definitely not at the job I'm working right now let's see this was like four four years ago or something that's a while ago yes so I like I said I was on the code team and so I get a call from the ER and it's like need you to come down here there's a eight-month-old, and I'll be changing things in this story. So if you think you know the story, you don't. Anyway. <laughs> Very nice. Um, So there was an eight-month-old coming in that was a cardiac arrest. So I ran down to the ER, and the first thing I saw when I opened the trauma room doors was like, like three nurses standing over this child respiratory was coming in with me um and this child was gray like it was a little boy and he was like super gray super for lack of better terms floppy oh yeah i know and the first thing i I thought i mean all infants are are floppy so that's but yeah. i mean i'm that that's a whole different level of floppy definitely a whole different level of floppy so um 
the first thing I said is, well, that's not good. When I walked in. <laughs> Clearly. And everyone, we would like you to meet Kelsey Captain Obvious. <laughs> Indeed. And one of the nurses was like, yeah, thank <laughs> That's, I mean, I would have looked at you and said, are you, are you sure? Like, are you, are you sure that's not a good sign? Like, I felt, I felt gray baby. I thought maybe it was an alien and this was all okay. Like, when we were going to be abducted and taken away. (laughs) (laughs) By the little baby gray. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But, um, anyway, (laughs) that was my shocked words reaction because I'd never seen a baby code before. Um, and so I get in there. Like, my one of my main jobs was to get an IV and get blood from the mm-hmm. patients during the codes. Yeah. So I. The story behind the child ish that I'm going to semi make up right now um, is that the mom was babysitting well i say babysitting but you know watching the kid <laughs> i was all like taking care of their child yeah yeah <laughs> whatever well when you when you hear the rest of the story you'll be like oh yeah that kind of sounds like babysitting that that tracks <laughs> yeah um but was watching the child and then the dad came home and was like where's the baby found the baby behind a chair on the, the floor fuck? yeah Behind a chair on the floor was not breathing. And the mom was like, oh, he's just been over there since then. Uh, Since like, oh, God, I don't even know. Like been like that for like 10 minutes or something. And the dad was like, are you fucking serious? Called ahead to the hospital. Very smart. Very smart. And race the baby to the hospital where I said, oh, that's not good when I came in. <laughs> sure, he loved hearing that. He's like, thanks, lady. Thanks. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so the dad was in there freaking out, like, obviously, as you would. The mom was also there, but not freaking out. Kind of acting like a little sketchy. And so... It was very difficult, but I finally got an IV in, like, this baby's foot. And barely, because we were making this child's heartbeat at this point. Uh, and it's really hard. I don't know if you guys know, it's really hard to get veins when um, blood isn't pumping. Well, I'm sure it's even harder when they're, like, they're trying to, like, do little mm-hmm. baby CPR and you're trying to plan. Like, yeah, just- it really is. Fair warning, guys, the image I'm about to put in your head is going to be a little disturbing. And uh, (laughs) this is how Jesse thinks on a regular basis. So I apologize in advance. Promise I'm not a serial killer. But I could just I just see that because you already said the baby's floppy. I could just see the baby's limbs flopping like a doll. That's literally what was happening. And you're trying to put in the thing and like trying to like not get mad at them because they're trying to resuscitate the baby. But you're trying to do your job. And Mm -hmm. you eventually learn how to move with the compressions. Right. And and you move and then eventually you're just like, all right, going for it. Shoot. (laughs) Makes sense. 
I mean, that's I, this does not compare on any level other than the movement. It's like cutting hair on children. You learn to cut. Oh, I can't they, even yeah. freaking imagine doing that. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a lot of children anymore. Thank God. Trauma. <laughs> that is trauma. Maybe I'll add that to my list today. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, so I got as much blood as I could. Again, it's kind of hard when it's the heart's not beating in out of sound. Um, and so I was just in line to do chest compressions then because that's that was like one of my secondary jobs to do. Um, and so I got in line first time doing it. I was like, well, I've done it on adults, so I might as well get it's fucked up but what the fuck <laughs> why are you surrounded by trees <laughs> i found the effects i'm sorry all right perfect <laughs> okay so i get in line for chest compressions i'm like i've done it on an adult might as well as fucked up as this sounds get experience on a child because at this point we had been coding this child for about 45 minutes oh that's a long time that is a very long time and they typically do they'll run code blues on younger individuals um longer than they will on older ones because uh younger people have a better chance of surviving and having a decently normal life afterwards for everybody listening i just want you to know that uh, 10% of people who code outside of a hospital get their pulse back, and then 10% of that 10% actually survive coding. That's Those are really scary numbers. So if you're thinking about you being a full code, think about that. That and you get to break your sternum in half and all your ribs. Pause. Who on this show... Who's listing gets to who who's planning on coding? Like who puts that in their day daily plans? I'm going to code at 4 p.m. today. I mean some people do. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I'm just gonna say if that's the reason I'm there, don't revive me, okay? Just let me go. That's you have to have an advanced directive though. Okay, anyway. That, <laughs> and that is why I am a DNR. <laughs> fair anyway so finally it's my turn to do the compression so I do I put my thumbs I do the circling method so it's basically where you put your hands around the baby's torso and you use your thumbs together to press down on the chest um and so I did that and by the time I got to this baby it was already kind of squishy because we'd been running the code for so long. So it was weird. Oh, I'm like, sure. You could feel all the bones that were in there that were already broken. And by this point, um, the heart was so damaged because of the uh, chest compressions. Blood was coming out of the baby's mouth and lungs. So can I, I, got, a, I got a very serious question about that. Kay. Is that... At that rate, is it even worth it anymore? No. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. So I do a few rounds, um, and then I'm finally 
I do one more round. And then in the middle of it, the doctor looks at me and tells me to stop. Right. So I had to stop keeping this child alive. And that started a long period of me being the last one on chest compressions for a while. And it felt like I was cursed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but um, the dad, like shoved me i don't i don't blame this dad at all the dad like shoved me out of the way and like yanked the child away from everybody and was like just screeching and it was horrid horrible sounds awful yeah and um let's see cps got called the police got called um there were a lot of people involved but i usually stay stick around after codes to like help either clean up the person or get things that people need because I wasn't at that point I wasn't a nurse so I was just willing to do anything to help to learn right and so I'd usually stay behind no not this one my ass took off I took off to uh, one of my best friends she was a nurse on another unit, and so I went up there, and I just straight up started crying. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Like, I 100% believe that. I I don't think I could have handled that. That's crazy. Yeah, and fu it's funny because I didn't know that I had PTSD from that until uh, for nursing school, I had to get recertified for CPR, and I did, I did the... Um, circling method on a mannequin mm -hmm. and I like almost had to walk out of the room because I was having like a mini panic attack <laughs> yeah I'm sure yeah it's it's <sighs> I don't even know how to describe it I, there's not really any description unless you're there it's right. just when you see a child that's supposed to be full of life. And I don't like children. So this is saying something. So when you see a child, a child that's supposed to be full of life, and that's what they're usually known for, and then they're just this shell, and you know they got that way because of a parent doing something to them. So did you get like any information like this is this is the part of me that i i have to know like was there any follow-up like do we know what um, happened i tried finding out if there was anything that happened the only thing i know is that the mom got arrested and that's the only follow-up i got i have i got follow-up on my other baby codes but not that one bummer yeah tell me about it so, yeah, that's my trauma. My first one. <laughs> that's your first one. Very good, very good. Hi, little baby. Hi. Hi. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. You're good. You are good. Ah! Oh, my God! <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's a bunny. <laughs> Dude, you look like a cracked out bunny. I don't even.
Okay, anyway. So, my first time I... We kind of talked about it last episode. Um, I figured I'd go over the bullying I went through in elementary school. Yes, please. Um, oh, so shit. Ow. We'll start with... what? What's happening? I'm good. Stupid. We're good. We're good? Okay, stupid bunny. <laughs> um... Anyway, so I was severely bullied. I I was always chunky. Um, I just was. I was easily picked on because I was the weird kid, and I was fat. Okay. Like, so it was bad. Um, the ease the the hard. Okay, so my maiden name is Vetling. It's V-E-T-T-L-I-N-G. Vetling, um, got it. Vetling. Um, it's a very uncommon last name. It's mostly in Minnesota, and I was the only Vetling in Utah for a very long time. Gotcha. Um, so they would change my last name to Fatling. So F-A-T-T-L-I-N-G. What? Fuck that. Oh, yeah. Um, it's... I guess my mom never realized how bullied I was. I guess I always like hit it very well because she didn't realize ever. Um, I would have. I'm starting off with an easy one because this one's really easy for me to talk about. But because okay. um, like my stories are going to get pro- progressively worse. Oh, I will wonderful. save. The, yeah, I have three, so I will save the the. I'm going to do the funny one next, and then we'll do my my ultra trauma at the end um so the the biggest thing was is um or the hardest one i think i ever dealt with was there was one day and it was the two neighbor boys one lived directly next to me Mm -hmm. and the other one lived um across the street and the one that lived directly next to me he wasn't a bully he just followed what the other kid was doing um in fact later on in life he ended up um blessing eric so interesting um, yeah no like i so my, the neighbor is my mom was is my mom's best friend and now that my mom's moved she's caitlin's best friend so ah. yeah so like we were really close as like families growing up like his mom babysat me like they i think it's just natural kid things to like one you want to fit in and two you know, you, you follow those around you. And at one point, I remember he pushed me into his parents' door, like the outside door, um, screen door. He pushed me into it, and it broke the door. Oh. And him and the one of the other girls that was being watched at the time blamed it all on me and said it was my fault. And I cried and cried and cried and because I didn't think anyone was going to believe me. And I told my parents, I was like, no, like, they pushed me into the door. Um... I think my, my parents ended up leaving me, but I don't remember. And um, they made me eat. Um, what was it? They made me eat mud once. Oh, my God. Mixed with mint and water. Ew. Yeah. Um, I was told that the eggs I make were too salty. But that oh, one was just. That. Yeah. Don't eat them then. Damn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I had just learned how to make eggs, and I was just very proud of making eggs. Um, Aww. So like, like, little things like that. My whole life, just, just, but the one that I talked about last week, I, um, so the neighbor boy and the one across the street, 
um, the one across the street. I don't even remember what provoked it. But, like, he held me up against the wall and, like, spit in my mouth. And that one stands out. Oh, my God. Yeah, that one stands out vividly in my brain. Um, And so that one, that I mean, that's that's the type of stuff that I went through all. We, I mean, we had Shane McClintock who threw my, who threw, air quotes, um, my, na- my nano baby across the, or across the across fence. Across the fence, yeah. That, yeah, and we never found it um just shit like that in my whole childhood um and i'm sure i was picked on in like junior high but again i just i when i moved from junior high to high school or from elementary to junior high which for us in utah junior high starts at seventh grade for most of the er surrounding areas um i just decided i was no longer going to let people pick on me like that and I mean, I still had cruel things happen, like, you know, boys pretended to be interested and shit like this. Um, we had, I I worked with this chick. I don't remember. I, I am 99% sure I blocked this shit out. Okay. Like, I don't remember it. Um, but, okay, so I'm a child of AOL. And <laughs> so we'd get on the chat rooms and all that shit and... Um, Apparently, I, like, met these people who lived really close by, and we decided to meet in person. I oh. don't I don't remember this, but years later, years and years later, um, I guess the chick, I guess they weren't very nice to me. Like I said, I don't remember it. Um, but the chick and I ended up working together, because, you know, small world. And again, I don't remember any of this. And she tells me about it. She's like, do you remember when we were younger, we met, like, we started talking on, like, AOL or MSN or something like that. And we asked you to hang out. And my my husband, because they ended up getting married, but they're not married anymore, um, pretend to be interested in you and all this shit. I was like, I don't, but I believe you that it happened because that's the kind of shit that would happen to me. Um. It was. It was sad. Um, People and it, are fucking cruel. They are. They are. Um, and I think that's why I tried to be as nice as possible. I'm not the nicest person. But um, I do. I tell I tell my family all the time that I am pretty sure that I am being punished. My child just walked up, slowly picked up our boxer puppy, and walked away. <laughs> Um, I am pretty sure that I am being punished for past lives where I was a male and I did some horrible shit. Oh. Because, like, I just, for for everything that I have been through, I, I, it's got to be some form of punishment. That's the only thing I can come up with. So, can I interject <laughs> with what I believe about past lives? Yes. I. It looks like I'm winking at you. I swear to God I'm not. <laughs> I'm not winking at you, but it keeps doing it anyway. <laughs> anyway, so I think that if you're like a young soul, you don't, you haven't gone through life, so you don't know any of the life lessons. Um, say it's your first life, right? And you're Hitler. Like you don't have any history of learning things, so you're arrogant you're a narcissist you hurt people and then each life you have 
you learn from that and you progressively get to being a better person. And when in you, you're in your last lives, you look, you're able to look at people who are arrogant, narcissistic and all that. And you're like, how do they live that way? And honestly, I just think it's because our souls are older now. Right. And we've learned from our past lives. Yeah. Dan. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I can 100% see that. Um, <coughs> um, but I do. I, I, some days I feel like. And we'll go through one of the other things that I feel like um, at my my last story. Um, but I do, I honestly do feel like I am being punished for something I did in my past life. Just because, like, I know some of it is definitely my mistakes that I've made along the way. Like, I haven't always made the best decisions in life. I've never, you know, I get that. But um, I think... But I think overall, like, just the luck I have in this in this current life is is punishment. And I'm pretty sure I was male. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm being punished for something I did as a dick. Maybe I was Hitler. <laughs> as a dick? <laughs> no, no, no. That I said I was a dick. Like, uh, the guy oh. I was a dick. God, I don't want to be a dick. Ew. <laughs> That's, no. that's funny. <laughs> um, no, maybe I'm. Maybe I was Hitler. Maybe I was Hitler in a past life. Who who knows? So, uh, but, well, I mean that works. Yeah. <laughs> so that that is Jesse's. Oh oh. So when James's. So when mine and James's parents got married, he of course became friends with all my bullies. So my not intentionally. It's not like he knew the. Well, I'm sure he still wouldn't have cared because he was a dick back then. But um, he would bring these guys to my house. Like the one safe place I had was no longer safe. James. So it it was rough. It was very very rough. Uh, granted, they they weren't mean to me at my house. Probably because my parents would be there. But like, it's still not a safe place anymore. Right. So. Damn it, James. Yeah. James, oh, I'm I, glad you're a better person now. <laughs> he is a better person now. Um, so I forgot to tell you at the beginning of the podcast, but I keep rubbing my leg because I fell out of my car. Do you want to hear how I fell out of my car? <laughs> yes, please. Especially seeing as I drive a Kia Soul and it's not very high off the ground. <laughs> yes, please tell me. So the other morning, my door wouldn't open. Like, I couldn't open my driver's side door from the outside. I don't know why. Because when I went to prove to somebody it wouldn't open, it opened. So fuck my door. Um, <laughs> but so I, ha- I, so I had to dra- climb over my passenger seat to push it open. Well, I drive stick shift, so there's, like, a bunch of shit in my way. So I get it pushed open, and I ca- try to back out, but my foot slips, and my shin hit the metal piece at the bottom of my car. <gasps> so I have this big old nasty bruise f- forming, but that's how I fell out of my car. <laughs> oh my god, that's so that's ah uh, that makes me that makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's funny cuz I fell out of my 2 foot car, my 2 foot high car. Like, you know. Well, uh, I guess I I sympathize with 
you hitting your leg on the metal. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, it sucked. It sucked. It's been tender. It's not as tender right now as it has been, but... Anyway, that's how Jessie got bullied and fell out of a car door. Or out of her car. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. sorry. It's okay. It's not your fault I fell. Well, I'm still sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... How many I do think you have? I have one more. Okay. Well, then I will, I will do the hair trauma story, and I will save my last one for another time. Perfect. So, so that means... It's your favorite thing in the whole wide world. It's time for... Some gloom breakers. <laughs> so hard. I want to I wanna do it every time. <laughs> well, every I'm so time. very glad you didn't. <laughs> It kills me. One day I'm going to do it, though, because I won't be able to control myself. Oh. All right. Um, I have... I'm going to have a Tifu, and I'm just going to scroll and let my finger land on one. So don't judge me. One, two, three. Okay. So, this one's by user... Bro, Brano7. This was six months ago. This one's called, Today I Fucked Up by Eating Fast and Being Mistaken for a Convict. All right. All right. <laughs> this, should be, this should be pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So let me make that go away. Okay, there we go. Um, so, of course, this was a month ago. But I recently just got out of the U.S. Marine Corps and moved to Australia to live near family while I complete a degree with the GI Bill. Okay, so you probably couldn't do it when it happened. That's fair. fair. All right. So anyway, I was out in town. I was out in a town meeting with some potential employers and had been busy all morning and afternoon. So I found myself getting a real late lunch at this small Japanese joint that was really busy. That was really busy. Hold on, I gotta fix this volume thing. Okay, there we go. Being ex-infantry, old habits tend to die hard. Within two minutes of teriyaki chicken and rice being delivered to my table, I've completely demolished the entire plate with barely a rice grain left in the bowl. I wolfed it down and I guess I was slightly hunched over it the whole time because I was starving. Some larger, heavily tattooed, biker-type-looking gentleman noticed that impressive teriyaki turbo demolition and also noticed I was built somewhat well and had a tatted-up left arm myself. He came up to me and asked immediately, How long have you been out? Now, military dudes can easily recognize other military dudes, even if they're dressed normal. I was, I was just a t-shirt and jeans, so I thought that was what he was referring to. I just got out, is more or less what I told him, thinking that's what he meant. Heck, uh, hekia or question mark. That This is what this biker dude said. I couldn't remember the name of the other West Australian prison he mentioned, but my dumbass just assumed those were Australian army bases. Nah, Camp Lejuni Le in the States, I told him. 
At that point, his eyes opened wide and he was telling me that I was hard shit, which is what began to confuse me because as far as I was concerned, the junior was nothing special. Just a big multi-purpose base. I was initially like, huh. And he clarified it's because I was in, in America. He hadn't used the words... <laughs> He hadn't used the words jail or prison to any extent in the conversation yet. And he even sat down to chat with me. We kind of had some small talk about how the transition is hard. <laughs> and so is readjusting your habits and language to be society friendly. And sure enough, he finally asked what I was in for. Assuming he meant my MOS, I just went, oh, infantry. Oh! <gasps> Oh, no. Oh, no. The guy says, What, so kids? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, no. We just kind of looked at each other after that. Me confused at the stupidity. Him in disgust. I clarified that's what they called grunts. And then it finally comes up that he was talking about what I was in jail for. To which I answered I'd never been, and we both had a bit of an awkward oh shit moment and laughed it off like dumbasses. We both apologized for being stupid and went our separate ways. Too long didn't read. Ex-con thought I was also an ex-con because I ate teriyaki chicken a bit quickly. Took both of our dumbasses way too much conversation to figure out I wasn't a con and he wasn't a vet. Edit. Thanks for the awards, ladies and gentlemen. Glad y'all actually found this funny. That is fantastic. <laughs> That is, the, that is the kind of shit that would happen to me. D infantry. What? Kids? <laughs> it's uh, your turn. I know. So this is the update to the friends call me a fake engineer, so I buy their dinner. Oh, there's an update. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, everyone. This is old guy's daughter, 17, with an update. Firstly, Dad is overwhelmed by the comments and DMs. He will get he will get to them at so, all at some point. One point Dad didn't put into the original po post was I was only there because AE1 has a son my age who was my crush. Not now. He was laughing harder than his dad than his dad at my dad. Jerk. Mm -hmm. he even he even asked how much money my dad stole from the charity to pay for dinner. They really. <gasps> They really thought my dad, all my dad did was charity work. None of them realized he has a PhD. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mom agreed with a lot of you that dad got played. She has really enjoyed reading comments about it. I think she might get Reddit, get Reddit soon and troll him. She has, <laughs> kinda, <laughs> she has been kind of smug about those posts. She and dad are the couple that laugh all the time, and this has made them do that laugh until you ki kiss it out laugh. Aww. They are gross, but cute at the same time. <laughs> 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 My sister and the birthday girl had a huge fight because apparently AE1 and his wife started fighting after the dinner. Birthday girl blames my dad when clearly it was her dad who was being a jerk. Right. Mom and her co-worker agree they married little boys and have clearly not raised them to be men yet. They all vowed to or they they all vowed to do better and had a girls night last night just them. 
Dad is really glad so many people are asking about his job. He is getting resources together for everyone asking how to break in. And had a thesis level essay for a guy with about 40 questions. So expect responses to your DMs this week. There are a lot, so be patient, please. As for arrogant engineers, neither of them will speak to our family. Not that we give a crap. Fuck them. Yep. So there's your update. I love it. Yeah. It's nice to know that they're not talking to them. What a gloom breaker. I like that. Yeah. Yep. All right. So now it's my turn. Hi, Mom. If you're listening, I wouldn't. Now is the time to skip fast forward to Jesse's part again. Yes. <laughs> Which it's not it's really not that bad. But um so when I was younger, I was in like second grade and my dad came to pick me up from school and it was weird because I wasn't expecting it. Usually we plan this shit out, right? Mm-hmm. And already at two. At two? Nope. At, in second grade, I was a ball of anxiety. <laughs> so was Eric. Don't worry. <laughs> and so my dad uh, picked me up and took me outside of the school and told me that my grandpa had died. Mm. Yeah. And I knew enough about death at that point. I was very <sighs> advanced when it comes to understanding things about death. Right. Um, so I understood immediately what he meant and I started crying. Right. Okay. Yeah. So all that goes down. I didn't go to the funeral because my grandpa was like one of my best friends at that point. Um, my I didn't really know much about how he died except that my mom told me that he was just really sick, which I was confused about. Because I hadn't noticed him being sick. Yeah. Um, and they told me that my uncle found him super sick in, like, his uh, work shed. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, well, that's that sucks. Like, I mean, what can you fucking say about that? Maybe right. I was little. Maybe I missed something. I wasn't adulty. Maybe I wasn't privy to the information. Fine. Whatever. Well, a few years later, my my mom had a very hard time with my grandpa dying because it was he was her dad. Yeah. Um and went through a very long, very hard bout of depression. Mm. Yeah. Um And so I think she was having a really hard night one night and told me that he actually wasn't sick, that he was cleaning his gun and it accidentally went off. Yeah. So I had already, by that point, accepted that he was sick, you know. So it kind of opened it up again and it added a little trauma to it because I was like, so it wasn't expected and i asked where the see i was advanced i'm telling you i asked where the gun hit the bullet hit him mm-hmm. and she told me it hit him right in the temple mm-hmm. and for the longest time i was like 
thinking about the mechanics of that, like how that would happen to where it, he was accidentally cleaning it and it would go straight through the temple like that, right? Right. You could probably see where this is going. Um, I picked up on it a minute ago. Yeah. Um. So fast forward to me being in high school. I don't remember exactly how old I was in high school when... She came to talk to me again because I she I think she was having one of the harder days and I asked what was wrong and she said that she missed her dad and you know, whatever. Yeah. Understandable. And then she this is just based on my memory. So hello mother if you're here. Um this might not be how it happened, but this is how it is in my brain. So she said that she had to tell me something and I was like, okay. And she told me that he, it wasn't an accident that he actually did it to himself. Right. Um, and I was like floored at this point because I was not expecting it. I knew something was weird. But I wasn't expecting that because I didn't see any signs. Again, I was in second grade. But, like, it just didn't match up in my brain. Mm -hmm. Like, it didn't go together. Um, and so it made me wonder a lot about myself because at that point I was having a lot of suicidal ideation. Mm -hmm. And I was cutting, self-harming at that time and it made me wonder if that's where it came from yeah which obviously i didn't really understand how mental health works as much as i do now um but for the longest time i had such a hard time like coming to terms with the fact that he actually committed suicide and that it was a choice he made of course now I know that it's definitely not a selfish thing. And if you think it's a selfish thing, really, really think about how you get to that point. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, but so for years and years and years and years and years after that, I just had this trauma around it that I couldn't get rid of. And it wasn't until I had a dream. Um, I'm not going to cry. No, 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 no. I had, a, <laughs> I had a dream. Me and my mom were at a football game and my grandpa walks up and I was so confused because I, I have lucid dreams. So in my brain, I knew this can't be real. He's not alive. Um, and so <sighs> he talked to my mom for a minute and then he asked me to walk with him. And so I walk with him and he tells me not to worry about him anymore because he's fine. Um, that he loves me and that he wants me to move on with my life. Um, 
So I woke up, freaked the fuck out on that. Because <laughs> it felt so fucking real that I actually thought he was in the room with me. Yeah. So after that, I'm not saying that the trauma completely went away, but it became easier to carry. It allowed you to heal. Exactly. Just exactly. because you heal doesn't mean the trauma goes away. It it allows you to you build the those muscles easier. Yeah. Yeah, you build those muscles so you can carry it easier. So I I I had a friend um right around right around the time Eric, right before Eric turned 1 and he killed himself. He shot himself in his parents' house. Mm-hmm. Um and I wasn't very close to him, um, our, it, he, but he was in the friend group. And so, um, and we weren't, we never got closure. We weren't allowed to go to a funeral, nothing. Huh. We never got closures. We, we weren't invited to any services, nothing like that. Um, there was no, nothing in the paper, nothing. Like, it was the most bizarre experience ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a couple months later, my, one of our friends, she worked at, um, at an eye place and she did like the, the basic eye exams and stuff. And, um, a lady comes in and she's sitting there and my friend was having like a memory or something, you know, how they just randomly play out. Yeah. And, uh, she got a little teary-eyed. Prentice, not right now. Prentice, I am I'm telling a sad story. Knock it off. <laughs> so, anyways, she uh Hi Prentice. <laughs> so she um the lady's like, "Hey, um he wants you to know he's good. That he's he's in a much better place." And my friend looks up from whatever she was doing and she's Ex- "Excuse me?" And the lady's like, you you just lost a friend a couple months ago, right? To suicide. And she's like, yeah. And she's all, the lady's all like, I want you to know he's fine. He wants you me to tell you he's okay. That he's in a better place. He's happier. What the and fuck? That, and it was, the it, these guys didn't exchange anything. There was no signs of what she was going through. Nothing. Um, And it was the most, I, I, I think that was the only way we were going to, we were able to get closure this lady ended up being a psychic mm-hmm. and clearly because otherwise this would just be weird um, <laughs> but it just it reminded me of your your dream it's 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 weird how that's it presents closure presents itself in that form sometimes and in, in yeah the weirdest 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 forms yes i agree but i'm so. grateful for it because it helped yeah i yeah. want to meet a psychic Ugh. I don't. Huh. I mean, I've met I've met plenty of psychics. That's not even my issue. I have actually met several psychics. Um, in fact, on the subject of psychics, uh, so remember when I shared the space in the in the home salon? Yes. Well, the lady that I shared the space with, we had seen the psychic together, and the psychic told her. Now, granted, this lady has never been able to carry a baby to term, and I'm sure you've heard the story. Yep. Um, 
but the she's never been able to carry a baby to term she has an adopted daughter beautiful daughter beautiful daughter, family everything um the psychic tells her you're going to get pregnant in 2020 and you're going to carry a healthy baby boy to term in 2021 um well i just wasn't busy enough there so i opted to leave well a couple weeks later oh hold on so psychic then tells me you have a little girl coming there's nothing you can do to stop it Uh uh-uh nope and she goes are you are you actively trying to have another kid i go i'm actively doing everything i can to prevent having a baby thank you so then um so the psychic tells me this whatever and I take all psychics with a grain of salt, except for clearly the one that my friend ran into, because, again, there was no exchange for her to even know what was going on. Right. And clearly, I fully trust this, this psychic now, but I do. I take them usually with a grain of salt because you don't know. You just don't know. Right. And I feel like you you always can change your course. And I'm, I'm living proof of that. So um, <laughs> I end up leaving the shared space, as you know, and we... <laughs> I go to get my nails done and we're talking and she's like, you know, I'm sorry. I was emotional when you left. I was pregnant. I said, what do you mean you were pregnant? And she's like, well, I'm pretty sure I, I miscarried again. I said, no, you didn't. She hadn't. Um, and come February when she got to find out the sex of the baby, she's like, what does everybody think the baby's going to be? I'm like, why are we playing this game? We both know it's a boy. Like, why are we playing this game? So... Guess what? It's a boy. She carried a very healthy baby boy to term in June of 2021. That boy oh. will now be three in in June. So I'm very happy for her. I'm very happy for her because that's all she ever wanted was a large family and tons of kids. And it wasn't it wasn't necessarily in the cards for her. her. However, I hit my deductible that year and got my tubes removed. <laughs> Because baby girl was not coming. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Bitch said there was nothing I could do to stop it. Bullshit. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> and I'm still on birth control, so I don't have a period. But it also ensures that I can't get pregnant more. So. <laughs> yep. God, that's fucking hilarious. Did, did you not know that's why I got my tubes removed? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is seriously why I hit my deductible because I got put in the hospital for that week. And I went to, and during that period, we found out my, my IUD had shifted when I was in the hospital. Mm. And oh my I was like, God. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not taking any chances and I'm not replacing my IUD. So this is traumatizing. She might want want to be let out. You can let her out. So this whole story is actually trauma for me because, like, I don't know if you guys, men, you probably have never had this happen, but, oh, we're we're doing that game. Okay. So anyway, he left me with the demon. Um, <laughs> so um, getting an IUD put in is, is one of the worst and most painful experiences on this planet, and you have to be awake for it. And it's not terrible when you only have to do it every three to five years. Unless you get the copper, then it's every ten. Okay? But when you have Mm -hmm. to do it yearly, that is a no-go situation. And I can handle pain very well, but that's a no-go for me. So I never wanted to do an IUD. No, thank you. And now I don't have to, ever. 
Oh, that's good. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I was like, wait, how did you? I thought you were going to tell me you got your uterus removed, too. And I was like, how the hell did you do that? Nope, I know why. Um, anyways, I looked so- up, I grabbed it, and I pulled it out. <laughs> Fair. So, um, anyway, they so I went to my doctor after I got back out of, I like, for my regular checkup. But I also told him, I said, hey, my IUD is sitting scrompus. Um, can we like take that out? And he's, do you want to put in another one? I said, no, I've already made a fee- uh, appointment with a gynecologist cause, or, you know, an ophthalmologist. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so I, I said, I already got my appointment set. I said, but can you put me on a different birth control until I can talk to her? Because I want to look at my permanent options. And I did everything I possibly could to have my whole uterus removed, but they wouldn't take it assholes. So... <laughs> Um, they did, they, uh, my, I told my doctor, I said, I have an extreme fear of getting pregnant, like to the point where I have panic attacks at the thought of getting pregnant. Mm. And she's like, oh, okay. Not a problem. She's like, you're, you're you're almost 34. Your son's clearly 13. Like you've had plenty of time to think about whether or not you want more. She goes, let's just take out your tubes. So she removed both of my tubes and cauterized both sides. So the chances of me getting pregnant are like nil. Um, but um, and then because they wouldn't give me the ablation and or take out my uterus, I remain on birth control so I don't have a period. But, that makes sense. So there you guys go. No, but or there you guys go. So yeah, that if you guys ever get IUDs, they're traumatizing. And guys, please know that they're traumatizing. They're awful experiences. And you guys should go help us ladies get like maybe, as they call it, a twilight sed- sedation to have it done. I think that would be a fair thing to do. Yes, yes, and get get a fucking vasectomy because they're reversible, you fucking assholes. Okay, but they're also unreliable sometimes. I'm not saying please get a vasect- vasectomy, um, but what I am I telling am. you... <laughs> good, good, I'm glad you're getting a vasectomy. Um, but <laughs> No, I'm I, what, saying I'm saying that. You said you're not right. saying that, and I said I am. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm not saying not to get one. That's what I said. What I'm saying oh. is... Just make sure you go to all your follow-ups and that you stick on it because um, they have been known to reverse after 10 years by themselves. Yeah, so go get a vasectomy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying make sure that you do it properly. Yes, have follow-up appointments. Don't be dumb. Yeah, and don't accuse your wife of cheating if you don't do all your fucking follow-ups and she gets pregnant. Uh-huh. No, the reason I got my tubes removed versus the husband at the time getting a vasectomy is I already had a feeling that something was up. Um, so we'll we'll go into that trauma because um, that was something I was going to talk about. But are are you finished with your 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 story? I'm Kay. good. Okay, so I'm I will save hair trauma for next next trauma dump because it's funny. But um, so. As as most listeners know, I have been married twice. My first husband is Eric's biological dad, and my second husband is the man who raised Eric. Um, my first husband, we I we weren't physically abusive. Okay, let me correct myself. We were very physically abusive, but towards each other. I will never say that man was physically abusive towards me because we took each the turn beating each other out or beating up each other. We just weren't good for each other. 
but we were young, dumb, and it's Utah, so we got married. Um, <laughs> and I got Eric. Like, I had Eric. It was fantastic. Like, it was worth it for that alone. Um, we separated a year or three weeks after Eric's first birthday, and the reason why is because he had a habit of cheating, a large mm-hmm. habit of cheating. Um, and he, like, we were we weren't even married for five like we weren't even together for a full like six years so it wasn't like it was like whatever mm-hmm. um but he would take money from me um my, one of my final straws was there was a <coughs> charge for a dating app on my credit card or on my what debit card the fuck yeah um and he tried to say it wasn't him and i said okay well then i'm going to call and report it as fraud and when they track it to you, I am going to let them press charges. Perfect. So, yeah. So then we get divorced. That was a lengthy battle because I wanted full physical and legal custody of Eric um, because his bio dad did nothing for him. Um, I mean, Eric still sees him to this day. They're like friends. Like, it's it's whatever. Um, but husband number two came into Eric's life. Two days out, or about a month after Eric turned two. And he was a stay-at-home dad for seven years with Eric. Um, and he patiently waited for the full seven years to marry me because that's it took eight years for my divorce to finalize. Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's because I couldn't afford a lawyer. He couldn't afford a lawyer. So I just sat there and waited until I got what I wanted. Um, nice. Yeah. And so set, husband number two... Um, hold on one second. Eric, I'm sorry if you hear any of this. Um, so husband number two waits seven years to marry me. We get married. We got married like three months after my divorce was finalized. So we got married. My divorce finalized June 13th of 2017. We got married October 5th of 2017. But again, we've been together for seven years. Um... 2020 hit and it was really rough for him um i don't i i don't know why i still to this day don't understand why um and he just went into a really dark place um he worked through the whole thing he was able to leave the house but it still mentally affected him um and it was it was hard and it sucked because i didn't have the same effects the hardest thing for me was trying to be a teacher um and that did not go well i did not win teacher of the year and I was probably my son's least favorite teacher ever. Um, so 2020 was a rough year. Like, But it's weird because that was the one year we were completely financially stable. Um, we got all those benefits back. Um, I, uh, I was working at a corporate salon. So I actually qualified for unemployment. So I was getting this huge qu- unemployment check. Like, we were in a really good spot financially, and it was the first time we had ever been in a good spot financially. Um, And then 2021 hit, and things got really weird in the house. Um, I It was like almost like I was a single mom. But the biggest thing of 2020 was husband number two got his license back. And um, he hadn't had it for 10 years. And my parents bought him a car, everything. And so when this all started happening, I thought he just wanted freedom because he finally was able to go places without me having to drive him. And I get that. Like, that's a huge deal when you have that freedom again. 
he started working a really nice job like he was overall everything seemed happy I honestly just thought he was like I've been trapped at home for the last you know 10 years I have freedom like I want to go out and experience this I want to be with my friends and I totally understood like I was 100% supportive of it um and then May 1st no May 2nd of 2021 I got put in the hospital um for diverticulitis which I talk about a lot um and I was there for a whole week um but it was very scary because I was supposed to have emergency surgery and no one was there with me in fact my mom was getting irritated because Matt or because my husband hadn't made it up there yet um and he finally did and that by that time we already knew they were going to be they were going to place the drain which scared the crap out of me even more because the next morning they wake me up at seven o'clock and they're going to go place that drain I have nobody to talk to and they're like oh so we might puncture organs and shit and I'm all the fuck so 2021 for me was a very rough year like just overall um between the surgeries and or the surgery and stuff like I or between the diverticulitis um and everything else it was just a lot so um things start getting weirder and weirder and again I'm not thinking anything negative about this like I'm just like okay like but things are awkward and so when when somebody asked me why my husband did a vasectomy versus me removing my tubes I said I don't know what my future holds but I know I don't want any more kids and I don't want to take the chance of something happening and having to go through all the safeguards again. Um, so I kind of knew something was, was about to happen. Like I knew the shift was coming. And you didn't think you were going to cry, but I will. Um, <laughs> it was two weeks and a day because I went back right before Thanksgiving. And it was the day before Thanksgiving, which used to be my favorite holiday, that I get this message asking if Matt and I were married. I said, as far as I'm aware, yes. Um, just so you guys know, my son does not know any of this. So I'm really hoping he's not listening. Not on the podcast, but out in the living room. And uh, I said, yeah, as far as I'm aware and they're like well are you guys married married or like separated and I'm all as far as I'm aware we were married and come to find out he had been having an affair for a whole nine months after 10 years of being together waiting seven years for marriage and he knew that was my one deal breaker and even two years later I won't go into the details of all of that yet like of the whole thing that's something that we can record on a heavy hitter for the uh because there's a lot more to it but I don't you know again Eric's listening and I don't want to go into a whole lot of details about everything um I think Eric probably kind of knew what happened because of what how it happened but um I wasn't prepared for the pain that would cause and that it still causes to this day it still frees me up because when something like that happens you don't get angry you don't you it feels like somebody has poured a bucket of ice water over your head and you can't breathe 
you can't move, you can't do anything. And this is the only time in my entire life that I've ever had that feeling. It didn't happen with my first husband. Um, and I remember I, I took a client like the idiot I am because, you know, you work through it. My poor client left looking like Dora the Explorer, guys. <laughs> Just so we're clear, she's still my client. She still comes back to me. Um, but, um, so even two years later just just the thought of it um uh hurts and it will still freeze me up like the first first time i heard about it the first time it became a known um and the trauma of that is awful um I don't finish my pain meds when I've had surgery. I've had my tonsils or my tonsils don't count because I did finish them with that. And that was just awful. Um, But I got my wisdom teeth removed and I was put on more tabs. I took like two days worth and that was it. And I had like an entire bottle full because this was back when they handed out like shit willy nilly. Um, (laughs) I got handed Percocets for when I had my C-section with Eric. And then I... Um, with my tube removal, they gave me oxys, and I didn't finish them. I did take the oxys to sleep at night that first couple of weeks, and like I said, I didn't finish them for my surgery. Um, but I didn't ask for refills, so it's not like I was an addict. But they helped me sleep, so there you go. Um, but yeah, that is that is the trauma that I was I was going to save for the next trauma dump but you got to hear today cuz it led into after my surgery stuff right so i'm sorry i remember the day i don't know if it was the day you found out or if it was the day after you did my hair it was a couple days like it was, i think it was either friday cuz it happened the day before thanksgiving and i think i either did your hair the following Monday or that Friday? Like the Friday right yeah. after Thanksgiving. Okay. Um. Anyway. So I remember that and it broke my heart for you. Like I just wanted to give you the biggest hug and not stop giving you the biggest hug. This was before we were like super close. Yeah. Makes me want to punch things. It, it makes me, <laughs> I had, I actually told him, I said, cause we've talked, I mean, a lot since then. Um, like I, I, like I tell everybody, my, my life's in a really weird place right now. Um, but I told him, I said, if the boys hadn't have been here when I got home that night, I said, I'd probably be in prison. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> cause my first reaction was to throat punch him. As soon as I saw him. Um, but again, Eric and my other child was here. And so I could not. Because um, I don't think that was fair the, to them. In fact, the way I handled the situation, I feel I did very well because my kids were here. Had they not been here, I probably would be in prison, guys. And I want you guys to know that is a very serious thing. <laughs> because I, I probably would be. <laughs> Mom, maybe not for murder, but definitely for domestic violence. 
<laughs> right, right. So. Yeah, you handled it better than I would have because I would have been like, oh, look at you. It's time to die. <laughs> the well, After I found out, I called him outside. Like, I went outside the salon. Just so you guys know, I was at work. Um, I went outside. And I'm sure everybody in the business block could hear me screaming, Who the fuck is so-and-so? Because I was screaming. And Good. Then he, and then he hung up on me, so. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Things were, like Not I said, cool. things are... We've We've talked a lot over the last two years, but... And I will give him credit where credit is due. He is still very very involved in eric's life he's still an amazing dad good and that is more important to me than anything else on this planet because we'll go into this trauma but it will be a patreon episode because i don't know if my brother and my sister listen and i don't want to cause any more drama to any other situations that are currently involved um, but I did not, I was not raised with my bio dad. He wanted nothing to do with me. And I know for a fact that he knew about me and he knew I was his. Um, but again, I don't want to point fingers. I don't want to cause problems. So we can definitely discuss that on a Patreon episode. And if my brother and listen, or my sister and my brother listen and they join Patreon, that th- what happens past that is on them. So. Right. So I think it's very important that Eric's dad is still in his life and not his bio dad, but his dad, um, because that man would drop everything he is doing for that kid. And so I will give him credit for that. So good. I'm glad that he's being a good dad. So there you guys go. And I know some of the people listening who are my friends had no idea this ever happened. They have no idea where, it, why we separated. And now you know. So <laughs> there you go. And now you know. I We kept it very quiet for a very long time, even the separation, because we didn't, we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I started seeing someone else. And um, at that point, I decided I should probably announce what's going on because I actually... <laughs> A friend, a mutual friend of mine and my husband's ran into me while I was on a date with someone. (laughs) And thankfully. Oh, God. (laughs) No, no. Thankfully, she is an amazing person. And I said, I will message you later and tell you. And she goes, you don't owe me an explanation for anything. But I still messaged her and I said, hey, this is what's going on. And she goes, again, you didn't owe me anything, but I appreciate you telling me anyway. Um, Right. Because I, she, she's right. I absolutely didn't owe her any explanation. Um, but I also felt like it, it was a responsible thing to do. Um, and then, like I said, I started seeing someone. And, and me and that, that gentleman, we still hang out to this day. We're still friends. And so, I don't, like I said, I don't know what my, my future holds. It's kind of a wonky situation. But that's okay. Here I am. This is my midlife crisis. Well, my three, my quarter of a life crisis. Because I plan on living, I plan on living past uh, 60 or 72. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud of you for telling us. You're welcome, everybody. I already knew. You did. I already knew, but. You didn't know that's what I was going to talk to you about today, though. No, I did not. No. Ow. 
Ow. But that means it's time for Florida it's Man. Time. Let me let me have this is my thing. Fine. And you're gonna get us sued. <laughs> Fine. <sighs> Fine. All right. <laughs> um, let's see here. I had some good ones. I have a couple of different ones to choose from today. Um I gotta find them because I my thing accidentally scrolled up on me. All right. Um, Florida man shuts down roadway for ten hours while throwing meth and exposing his genitals at the same time. Just like it's Florida, so I really wouldn't be surprised. Nice. <laughs> 42-year-old Summerfield woman who once claimed to own Google is back in jail. She. I have so many fucking questions. And unfortunately, these the what the where I'm at doesn't have the actual like stories with them, so I can't even give you an update after we're done with this. Who? Cl- so she. I don't think she went to jail. F- it wasn't for the first time she went to jail. No. And she claimed and she owned Google. Google. Yep. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Massive sinkhole reopens outside of Florida sports bar. I know that's not a Florida man, but it was funny. I mean, that's a Florida. Yeah. It's a Florida thing. It's a Florida thing. <laughs> Can you imagine just walking out and be like, I get to go home and then I'm going to sleep. And then, oh my God, Johnny, there's a hole in the floor. (laughs) Florida woman accused of screaming political profanities ringing bell at 5 a.m. each day. (gasps) It's like, (laughs) it's like. The Republicans are coming. The Republicans are coming. The fucking cunts. <laughs> <laughs> it's it brings a whole new meaning to the the Boston Tea Party. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Here's the next one. I got two about about the same the same thing. So I'm gonna read them back to back. Naples man calls 911 about McDonald's order and says he has cocaine in his butt. <laughs> don't know. I don't know what was wrong with his McDonald's order, but he has cocaine in his butt, so. Why did the cocaine go in his butt? Because of McDonald's. Probably. Oh uh, my god. However, this is why I'm reading them back to back. Snorkeler finds nearly 70 pounds of cocaine floating off Florida Keys. <laughs> I got it. The guy, he was the one snorkeling. (laughs) Before he turned it in, he shoved cocaine up his butthole. (laughs) And then he went to McDonald's and was pissed. And then he felt the balloon of cocaine burst in his ass. And so he was telling them on the phone, yeah, they fucked up my McDonald's cocaine in my ass. (laughs) <laughs> okay uh, I, I'm reading this one because the headline itself is funny 
All hail Donald Trump. Florida man goes berserk following hit and run crash on his wedding day. I have no idea what Donald Trump has to do. <laughs> That's all it says is all hail Donald Trump. And then Florida man goes berserk. I mean, <laughs> all hail Donald Trump and then you crash your wedding. Right? You fuck up your marriage. That sounds very Donald Trumpy. <laughs> That's that's fair. <sighs> okay. Um, and this is our last one for the night. Florida woman stabs sister with EpiPen because she's allergic to drunks. Please say. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're so allergic to me, then I'll face it. <laughs> Pretty much. That's that is an awful way to waste those expensive allergy pens yeah seriously like super Yikes. super duper awful all right trauma llamas that's it for our trauma dump that is it that's all you guys get Con- i'm super happy with my life now <laughs> and so with that <laughs> if you want to send us your own Gloom breakers, trauma dumps, what the fuck ever's you want to do. Um, you can email them to us at just trauma podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and then if you want to follow us on Instagram to see all the pictures related to things we talk about or the stupid fucking filters we you guys found. are gonna get a bunch of filter oh i have to send you a picture i took don't let me forget because it's fucking creepy and it's fantastic perfect yes. i'm gonna post i'm gonna post <laughs> i'm gonna post some of them tonight okay that's fine you you can do that um but you can follow us at just me and my trauma underscore pod and again that's on instagram yes if you'd like to support the podcast, we ask that you please share with your friends and family on all of your social media outlets. Um, you can also go to buy me a cup or if you'd like to support us financially, because again, Kelsey would like to be a full time podcaster. I would just like to not have to work a second job. Um, you can do so by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash just trauma podcast um there you can buy us a coffee i do believe it is three no i think it's five dollars a coffee um and that money doesn't actually go to coffees that goes to us that's how we were able to buy the the first set of stickers that we were able to purchase yes you can also go and become a patreon and eventually get singleized episodes uh (laughs) specialized for you when singleized when, singleized when jesse is not dying um at patreon.com forward slash just me and my trauma podcast and there it's only three dollars a month that's it we don't have any tears nothing special for three dollars a month um you get an extra an extra episode and you get a sticker a month for right now we will come up with more stuff but but we need motivation to come up with more stuff. So motivate us. Um, motivate us with you, money. You can also. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Hail Satan. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> you can also support us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify. You can leave reviews, per- like personalized reviews for each episode. And if you leave us a five star review and you make a you, f- you fill out the little thing below, you can call us whatever you want and we will read it on air. But you have to give us a five star review. So please, by all means, leave us a five star review and call me a cunt. Yes, call Jesse a cunt. Yep. <laughs> Somebody's going to do that at some point. Leave us a five-star review. And and that that's all it's going to be. Jesse's a cunt. Yep, that's it. <laughs> so that is our episode, Trauma Llamas. Thank you for bearing with us as I cried like a two-year-old. Actually, I didn't cry like a two-year-old. I just cried, but still. You just cried. That's okay. It is okay. It's fine. It's it's fine. Everything's it's fine. Good. What, what you guys don't know is the the room's on fire behind me. So, yes. <laughs> oh, that okay. So here's your final laugh for the night, or not laugh for the night, but this was supposed to be included in my my trauma. Um, when I called my mother to tell her what had happened, I told her I was the product of my bio dad having an affair. My mom knew, didn't know about it, so it's not her fault. But my bio dad having an affair. I said, I'm pretty sure this happens to me as karma because I am the cre- I was produced by an affair. And my mom was like, I don't think that's how that works, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's how it works either. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. My therapist said that's not how it works either, so it's fine. But that's oh, kind of- good. But, you know, it kind of feels like that after a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, okay. all right, trauma llamas. All right, trauma llamas. We'll talk to you next time. Next time. Just me and my trauma. And we will have a subject of some sort for you. Yes. Yes. So. All right. Bye, trauma llamas. Bye. And hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs>
<gasps> Why are you a bunny in the office? <gasps> oh my god, I'm cute. <laughs> <laughs> that actually kind of looks real. I oh, it does. Let's see. Come on. <laughs> Army matey. Oh. The fuck? Oh, that's the one I. <laughs> this is so weird. Like, I don't. What the fuck? <laughs> this is going to be. I have gold. <gasps> I can be a cat. <laughs> what kind of cat I thought I was going to be? Why is there a toad on your head? <laughs> I don't. Same reason you look, the same reason you look like a cat from the movie Cats. <laughs> Annie, stop it! What the? <laughs> Hold this on, was I a terrible thing to find. I am fries. <laughs> oh my god Annie stop I'm a cactus and I have a friend oh 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 this is this is deeply entertaining <laughs> I have a lot of bloopers now yes yes you do I'm a strawberry huh <gasps> It says smile or look angry. Aww. Now I'm going to look angry. <laughs> Wait, now I want to do it. Hold on. <laughs> I had to create some bloopers, okay? <laughs> Effects. Let's see. Ooh. Oh. Perfect. Maybe. If it'll load. Oh, that was so creepy. Oh my god. That's one of my paintings. It looks so creepy back there. Like... <laughs> I can't. Hold on. I gotta see. What? <laughs> ready? Okay, ready? One, two, three. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh my god. How creepy. Okay, let's see. I'm going to find a better one. I'm a princess and this is my castle and that is my dragon. <laughs> I love it. I'm just, I can't really tell because I'm on my little tiny phone here. I think. I'm you look like you're in a laboratory. Oh, is it a I thought it looked like it was a spaceship. Maybe. Could be. What's that one? Is it, I'm under the sea. I bet I'm under the sea. Go All that. Right. Go the other way, so I can see the ship, so I can take a picture. Uh. No, no, you gotta get in the picture. <laughs> Wait, I gotta do that again because my face was. 
perfect. Uh, great. <laughs> anyway, back All to right. the child that's dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, guys, guys, get down. The the dogs don't want to hear about the dead child. That's go, fair. go, guys, go. Okay, I think we're good. How okay. Hurt, fuckers. No, off the bed. Eric, you may have to come and lock them out, or at least one of them. Like, you can pick and choose which one you take. Yeah, because Brendis will behave. Sorry, the child has to collect the other children. Okay, we're taking another picture. Oh. Ready? Why does it sound like there's a demon in your house? That's Miranda. Oh. Come here, Miranda. Miranda, come here. Miranda, come here. Come here. You want to be underwater with me? Hold on. Underwater. Oh, hi. (laughs) All right. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, thank you. Will you shut the door? And I'll keep Prentice in here. Brenda's coming lay down. All right, we're ready. If you're thinking about being a full code, why is there a monkey in your picture? Anyway. <laughs> you have a dragon. Why can't I have a monkey? Fine, fine, fine. But, but uh, you go first. <laughs> oh, hi, Annie. Hi. I swear, if you guys start acting up right now, no, no. You guys have been good the entire <laughs> time I've been sitting here. And now that I'm recording, you guys are going to act like this, huh? Huh? No. Hey, you guys go in the living room if you're going to act like this. Go. They're just standing at the end of my bed. <laughs>